Blog Talk Radio. First impressions aren't the most important thing. They're the only thing. At Ernie's Print Shop, we'll produce what you need to represent your company professionally. Right now, you can get 1,000 full-color business cards, 1,000 4x6 postcards, or 3x5 banner for just $60. You choose. Check us out at Ernie'sPrintShop.com. Ernie's Print Shop. Over 50 years, one source, one solution. Ernie'sPrintShop.com. 502-969-8585. Being a victim of crime is no joke, but you do have options that can help you avoid becoming a victim. I'm Ed Springs of the My View Matters radio show, and on behalf of myself and co-host Ed Martin, I urge each of you to help us fight against crime. You can do your part by calling Crime Stoppers at 582 Clue. Since 1982, Crime Stoppers has helped get over 23,000 criminals off the street with your help. Working together, we can make a difference to take our streets back. Please call Crime Stoppers at 582-CLUE, or you can visit them online at www.582clue.com. Remember, Crime Stoppers always offers up to a $1,000 reward. Get involved and help make a positive change in your neighborhood. Thanks. Advertisers, here's a great way to reach a quality audience. Get heard on My View Matters and make some noise in the marketplace. Email myviewmatters at aol.com for advertising opportunities. Make a sound investment. So, I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! Ladies and gentlemen, yes, welcome once again to the Ed Springston Show. Brought to you by the MVM Radio Network. Home of EdSpringston.com. You can go for the latest podcast, stories, whatever we've got going. While you're at EdSpringston.com, I would ask that you please do a few things. First and foremost, like the thousands of people before you, please join the email newsletter. And we'll get you updates on a weekly or monthly basis, your choice. Secondly, please join the RSS feed. And we'll make sure the podcast gets delivered to your inbox as well. And finally, donate, donate, donate. Please use the handy-dandy PayPal button at edsprings.com. Every little bit helps us kind of keep everything alive here. In the meantime, call our number as always, 858-683-1326. Or you can reach us in the live chat, which is open now. And you can also reach me... Right there on Facebook at Ed Springston. Um, for those of you in the listening queue, please hit the number one on your dial pad. We'll get you on there as soon as possible. So, 
all that stuff's new. I'm kind of sorry. The uh, chat room was running a little bit slow loading up. Blog Talk has apparently changed their platform again uh, for some reason or another. So trying to make sure all this stuff is working correctly, and it's kind of a, a weird situation. But it does look like it's up now, so I apologize for any delay with that. Uh, welcome to a new week. First things first, apologize for last week. Uh, we had to cancel this last minute. Uh, Mr. Martin was not going to be here last week, but I, um, as seems to be wanted this time of year, had laryngitis, and I couldn't talk. So I couldn't do a show because, quite frankly, you wouldn't hear me. I couldn't hear me. And when you take a guy like me who runs your mouth the way that he does and shuts his mouth, we well, might as well cut off my arms and legs. So I apologize for that for everybody that was looking forward to last week's show. We had a lot to go over with the Derby situation. We'll spend a couple of minutes on it tonight. Uh, we do have a couple of updates. We will make it relevant, but we've got a lot to go over. In the meantime, welcome, Mr. Martin. How are you? Yeah, doing all right. Last week was one of those really unusual weeks because I, I didn't have laryngitis, but, you know, for those who don't live in the Louisville metro area, you Sometimes you have an appreciation for the allergies. Something had risen up and kicked my ass. I mean, I was you didn't you didn't have your you had laryngitis, but I would have been sitting there going. <laughs> well, this, yeah, this <laughs> sounded like a little old man, and he wouldn't have been able to understand you. So we'd have just been going, "What? What?" What did you say? What did you say? That's it, man. I tell you, I uh, kind of made this some absolutely hilarious radio. You never know. Like, oh, we could have. We could have. You know, they're both hoarse. They can't speak, and you know, I can understand what the other one said. They've been doing this for an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, it was a nightmare. I knew I was in a little bit of trouble. I woke up Monday morning and uh, suffered from drainage like crazy from the allergies. This is allergy country, and. So Monday morning I woke up, I was a little bit hoarse, and I'm like, well, let's see if we can work through it. It should be all right. By Monday afternoon, I could barely talk. Then about an hour before the show, it went completely, and there was nothing I could do. I was like, oh, crap. I did everything I could do, man. All the, all the neat little stuff to tell you to do, the hot stuff, cold stuff, peppermint, all that crap, none of it worked. And I was like, oh, well, guess we're going to cancel. So anyway, for you guys who were really hell-bent determined to talk about the Derby last week, I apologize. Um, you know, I really did want to talk about that race quite a bit. We're not going to spend a whole hour on it tonight, uh, but we do have some updates. The jockey with the uh, maximum security, the horse that was disqualified uh, from winning the Derby, did receive a 15-day suspension a day. Of course, that will be fault. This thing will go into regular court. The owners are pissed. I, just, I find it hilarious. Um, I personally thought the race was called white. I think the the disqualification was legit. Uh, and Old Father, who is the attorney for uh, Suez, uh, the jockey, has handpicked about 10 seconds of the race to claim that the maximum security of the number seven horse was not the problem. Really, the number one was. And that's not true. That isn't why he got disqualified. What she showed there was normal bumping in a daggone horse race. Every horse race has that. What got maximum security disqualified is when he decided to come off the rail and go basically straight across five lanes and cut everybody off and they had to jump up. So that was a disqualification. Any other race in America would have been the same thing. Uh, just because it was a derby doesn't mean you have the right to sacrifice the safety and the, and the health of the horses and the jockeys. But this jockey did receive a 15-day suspension. Uh, it was announced today, so we'll see how this one goes going forward. 
Um, you know, the sad part is we're not going to have a triple crown race this year. Um, the horse that won Country House uh, that was that was awarded the win uh, has decided to skip the Preakness. Uh, War of Will, the horse that all this started with, has decided to skip the Preakness. And Maximum Security has decided to skip the Preakness. Uh, so there's not going to be no Triple Crown winners in there, or no Triple Crown race at the Preakness this Saturday. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see. There are a couple of Derby contenders that will be in that race. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what kind of Preakness we have without the big names in it. Um, I agreed with the decision. How about you? <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, this was a derby I didn't uh, I didn't bet on, but yeah, after after watching it, you know, at first I didn't notice it, but yeah, after watching it, that uh, I, I thought, you know, War of Will, he, um, you know, at that point he was coming up fast enough to rear in another horse, so I think he was queued up to run a fantastic race and had to pull mm-hmm. up. Now, now I'm taking nothing away from 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 the the horse that finished first. Right, a fast horse, a strong horse, you know, but but uh, that's just what it comes down to. After all the hubbub about Santa Anita this year and all the horses going down, right? Uh, yeah, it's it's got to be you got to. Hey, cracks me up about this, and, and I'm with you. I think they made the right decision. But the thing that cracks me up is all these tough guys out here. Oh, is it twenty horse oh, race? Yeah. Take the bump, take take the bumps. Yeah. Then you know D Wayne Lucas or whoever Bob you know, oh, you know yeah. you gotta take you gotta take your hits and stuff. Like, yeah, well that's yeah, good Baffert out there running his mouth, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, your horses your horses weren't in the traffic. They were back there eating the dirt, you know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it, it, it's like uh it, it's all like you know, it's all funny games to somebody puts your eye out. Well, you know what? It's well, all funny games until these beautiful and innocent animals. They think you know. I think they don't understand right. why they're being right. whipped around in circles until right. they start dying. You know, and that's the thing. It's just you, you've got to face that reality. It has to be made safe. And you know, that's the, that's, that's the most annoying thing about it. Well, not the second most annoying thing about it. The most annoying thing is how the water is getting involved. So that's going to run horse racing. Hope McAdams listening. We'll see what he has to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> The most, the most amazing. Probably, you'll probably agree, you know. But but mm. there does have to be a measure of, of safety. And I don't give a damn what sport it is. And it's always the armchair quarterbacks who are like, oh, it's a 20 horse race. Who's going to be bumping? It's like, you know, it's, it's just like people who sit back and say, oh, you know, well, football ought to be this and stuff and, 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 and this and that. It's like, shut up. You know, you, you don't compete. You don't put yourself out there for the injury. It's not your money. It's not your horse. And. Just shut right. up. I, I really just don't want to hear it. I don't want a horse. It's, 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 we refer to it as a lawn ornament. <laughs> it's a rescue horse <laughs> that we put out in the field. You know, the thing, that, the thing that really, the thing that really is just so lovely about it, you know, most of the people that are out there griping, I mean, I mean, take the trainers out of the mix. They're always going to split. If it was Baffert or Lucas' horse, they'd be the first one crying foul, and they have yep. many yep. times. Yep. So let, let's knock that crap out. You know, but but it's all the street guys, the guys who think they know horse racing. They show up and they bet one race a year of the Derby, and they think they know horse racing. You know, none of that matters. Um, for people who follow horse racing, this was the right call. Every expert, most of the experts will tell you that. The ones who are looking for some daggone print so they can get a little bonus check or something, I guess, are out there saying differently. But 90% of them agree. And, and, you know, it's really fascinating, too, because the option was, I mean, one of the, one of the things I heard was, well, the track saved millions of dollars because they did have to pay out on the maximum security. That's not true. 
This is fair mutual betting. They paid out the same amount of money. Uh, you know, the difference was there wasn't as many winners because most people bet the favorite, not the long side. So, you know, you still paid out the same amount of money. The second part of this is, you know, all of a sudden nobody cares about the welfare of the horse. Because quite frankly, if it wasn't for War of Will, the number one, uh, the number 18, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Seems like it was Thunder or something. But the number 18 and the number one, the number 18 got impeded even worse than the number one War of Will did. And those two horses, if those jockeys didn't know what they were doing, you would have had half of the field went down in that per, in that particular race. Yep. Half of that field would have went down. Those two jockeys averted one of the worst horse racing disasters you can imagine in the biggest race in the entire world. So, you know, they should be commended for all of that, and nobody should be bitching because this horse got disqualified. I personally think that, you know, it was going to be a lot uglier if all those horses went down. And, you know, you mentioned Santa Anita, and, you know, there were 23 horses that went down in 18 days. I don't know what the total is right now. Uh, there may be more. But then uh, I haven't had a chance to verify this. Maybe you'll know. Maybe somebody in our audience will know. You know, but here a few years ago, they were talking about that change of the tracks out in California and some other places. They were changing the track to this hybrid kind of thing and switching from dirt to hybrid uh, material for the track. A lot of people thought that might be safer. There were a lot of people who thought it might be worse. I don't know if Santa Anita was one of them that went from pure dirt to that, but I'd like to find out because that may explain a lot of these accidents that people were concerned about a few years ago when they decided to go down that road. So I don't know if that applies to Santa Anita, but if it does, I think that's the first place to look into. Churchill just doesn't have this yeah. happen, but Churchill is one of the last races that use, you know, dirt and take care of the surface. Man, you got to admit, Churchill is probably – takes better care of that track than anybody in the world. I mean, I mean, Churchill's uh, track. Some, I, of, some, of, the, some of the stories I've heard about it, uh, that track hasn't been disturbed for 150 years. It's, uh, it was, uh, I knew a person who was doing some work out there, and it was, it was electrical <laughs> work, and they said, what do you do? Is we're going to trench it, you know, right across here? And they just, it just uh, you know, not right. him in the hand, but, but the, uh, the, the head steward or whatever said, uh, no, you're not touching that track. That track has yeah. never been disturbed. That track will never be disturbed. So, so the basically the base that you've got there, yeah, it's it's the finest. It is as far as services go, in natural service, it is the finest surface here. And so, and you know, we we do better. But but again, you know, like, like you were saying, big pile up, and and that's that's one of the hardest things to watch in sports. When you see a horse go down, you know, they're juiced up. They're on. They try to run. You know, their legs flopping around, right. they fall down, they keep trying to get up. You know, and that's that's what people don't stop to think about. It's like, oh, yeah, a tough guy. That's not a right. lot of mine. Like, yeah, watch even one go down and get up and that leg be flopping all over the place and it's trying to hop its way, you know, still trying to run. And on national right. TV, live TV, 100,000 people in the stands watching in horror. You know, mm-hmm. you ruin the derby. You know, the derby would never recover from that. The horse racing would not recover from that. It's, right. So, so, yeah, they have to factor in safety because in this day and age, yeah, live TV, streaming all the time, YouTube, social media. When your horses go down, everybody knows it. And it's, it is, it is truly, to watch those beautiful animals go down, it's a horrifying sight, you know. So, right. Uh, yeah, it, so... Yeah, you're you're right, and it's just that's I say that's one of the things that annoys me. The whole the whole 
lawyers getting involved saying it's like, oh great, it's over. <laughs> you know, it's like crap. Yeah, that's a that's a bill uh, that's a billionaire. People are gonna be people are gonna be suing. Oh, it's just a society. It's like, look, you're in the horse racing business. You know, this family that's suing, it's like, look, you signed off on this. This this has to be part of it. You know, you accept it, you know, you, I'm sure some way they signed off and you you right. agree to abide by the rules of the state and the, and the track and the stewards and you know, but then when you lose, let's go get a lawyer. Now, I don't blame the lawyer for taking them up on it. You know, that's how they pay their bills, and and they want to see his stuff get adjudicated and, and settled. That's what lawyers do. I do not fault them for that. But but to sit back and start suing, it's just like people suing because their daughter didn't make the cheerleading squad. You right. Know, oh yeah. Now, but just, it's the same crap. It's like now when he when it comes to being a tough guy, yeah, I'm going to do a tough guy thing. Look, you signed on for it, you're in horse racing. You don't win all your races, and you need to adopt like what I would say is the rugby mindset. Everybody well, that's it. Healthy. Everybody went home healthy. Get that's it. That's it. Yeah. Well, that's what they need to do. I mean, that's it. I mean, this thing could have been so bad. I mean, I've been out of Churchill where horses have been put down. Uh, right there on the track, and uh, you know it, it was it was really hard to watch. Now I get that there's a lot of anti-horse racing people out there. Get over yourself as well. Uh, horses are going to run whether they got to ride it or not. And believe me, when a horse weighs as much as they do, that 110-pound jockey is an afterthought. So you know we won't even worry about that. Uh, but we do have to move on. I don't want to spend a whole hour on this. Uh, I've only yep. touched on. I apologize again because we had to miss it last oh, week. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have a lot of lot to argue about. So move on. Yeah, well, that well, that kind of sucks. <laughs> I, I I could make you argue, but I won't. Um, <laughs> but we do have some other stuff going on. Well, absolutely, you know, absolutely. But some people think I sound stupid anyway, so it's okay. Um, we've got something really serious going on in Louisville. We continue to talk about the police department. Uh, one of the worst things Conrad did the other day, I think, was make the announcement about the way that his officers cuff people at uh, stops. And they're trying to justify and use the story about this one kid, Lee, or whatever the heck his name was, um, being cuffed at a traffic stop. You folks, you got to understand something. When a cop pulls somebody out of a car to do a search, they're in jeopardy at that point. If there's something in the car, you don't know what's going to happen. So you got to make sure your safety is there. You know, the thing that I have a problem with here is if they want to argue the need to handcuff somebody when they pull them out of the car to do a search of their car and stuff, you know, I'll let everybody go back and forth arguing with that. The one thing that I'm finding extremely insulting and disgusting and really starting to piss me off is how these morons at the Courier-Journal, including the last anus daggone seasoned veteran they have in Joe Gerd continues screaming that this is racist because police are profiling in bad crime neighborhoods or pulling people over for the smallest infraction and, and, and trying to check their car and stuff. Are they over-policing to some degree? Probably. Um, is it necessary? When you're living in a high crime neighborhood, you damn well bet your ass it is. All right. Is it only in the black community? That's where the rub is. I'm getting damn sick and tired of the race baiters like Joe Girth feeding Ricky Jones and these other idiots that there's such a race problem. There's only black people that happens to. I see it each and every single day, the same situations everywhere, including out in the Dixie Highway area where I live. All right. Oklahoma. I've been out of the East End and seen white guys that were pulled over like that. It's not a black thing, folks. It's a police Thing. The mainstream media, like Joe Girth, the racist, 
will continue going out there and trying to convince you of all of this. Then the dicks, you know, the Democrats in charge like Greg Fisher, will order Conrad to do something like this. They're going to deny that happened. They're wrong. Conrad will do this to appease the Democratic base because we're going into an election. Guess what? Now Greg Fisher wants more votes again. You know, they want to make sure these Democrats continue getting voted in. The only way they can get voted in is to control the West End. So they do. This is just another example of feeding us fake news, dare I say it, that this is a big racial problem. It's not. This is policing in Louisville, Kentucky. You can argue the merits of the need to handcuff people like that. I get the argument. But to sit here and continue playing the race card to do it, you're really starting to piss me off and a hell of a lot of people in this daggone city, including a lot of black people I know. It's time to get real. But that thing was the first thing that bothered me. The second we'll get into in just a second. Go ahead, Ed. Well, I, I tend to agree. I mean, I do think, you know, policing uh, as far as traffic stops goes, not a big fan of it. But, right, I mean, my daughter's been pulled over. Hell, I've been pulled over. But you know, nothing came of it because I'm, I'm a charmer. <laughs> you know, I, I, can, I can make a joke out of anything with the, with the cops. You know? I don't just. But, but, but uh, yeah, I mean, it is, it, it, you know, we got a couple incidences. But but the thing is, and it just shows how inept Steve, Steve Conrad is. I mean, there's no statistics that some of these pullovers and these routine questions yield uh, felons getting arrested. I'm sure it happens that way, but we don't we don't hear about it. But just just beyond that, it, you know, we always say 99% of the cops are great. I mean, there's a couple out there that aren't getting it done, or they're, they're being nasty about it, or something. Something's up, but. I, you know, well, I'm not a big, like I said, I'm not a big fan of traffic stops, and, and you know, the Kevin Cosby pullover seemed to be fine uh-huh. to You know, the, the officer was courteous. Now, the, the one with the young man getting a cuff put on him, I, right. that was probably, you know, why did you do that for? And it's just, there's, 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 there's no shortage of incidences with bad cops, but there's good police, got a, got a lot of good policing going on out there, and it's just, I say, if, if you're in a high crime neighborhood, um, you know, and I'm not, I'm not into a criminologist or anything, but it seems like traffic stops are probably not where you need to be spending your time. <laughs> you know, you turn on right. the light, you got a car pulled over out on the street, you know, just off of Maine or something like that. Right. It's it probably, you know. Not, not many people. This is this is not where people are going to get shot. <laughs> you know? No, and this is this, totally. This person is not. Totally, this person is not is not breaking into a house. They're driving. Right. So you know, unless you're hoping to catch somebody riding dirty or something, you're probably. Yeah, I'm not, like I said, not a criminologist. Not going to see, but it would seem to me that if you're pulling somebody over, probably not. Uh, you know, patrolling a neighborhood that could probably really use it. Well, I mean, you know, again, you can argue the merits of what they're doing all day long, but I'm just getting sick of the race narrative. I mean, you know, I've, I've used yeah. my own example on air. You know, as you know, I was arrested just a few years ago, a white middle-class guy who was 50, at least 50 yards from the scene, right? And, and I'm sitting there getting arrested for watching a cop jack up a kid, a white kid, all right? You know, they arrested me. I wasn't saying that, I'm just standing there. And I got arrested for that. So... 
you know, this isn't about black and white. If you want to argue the merits of how the police are doing their job, great. I'm not going to argue with you. You know, I'll argue my side of it, don't get me wrong, but I'll listen to your argument. I'm willing to have that debate. But this whole racist narrative that the Democrats keep trying to cram down our throats so they can try to gain from it, the race baiters like Ricky Jones are gaining from it, Joe Girth, the race baiter, is gaining from it. Uh, Joe Girth has really turned into a piece of shit, well, in my opinion. That's just the way it is. But, I'm going to say this. Ricky Jones is, is not gaining it. Actually, they've overplayed their hand. Ricky Jones is... I think they have. He's getting, all, he's getting all sorts of publicity, and now nobody cares. You know, I haven't seen anything from him in a while. And I was just, he's like, dude, you overplayed your hand. And as far as well, what I understand, and from what I understand, he's still writing articles. Courier Journal is still putting putting articles out for him. I think that's what I was told. Who cares? The Courier's printing it. It's not firing anybody up anymore. It used to fire them up. You'd hear about it on the TV, on the radio, right. and everything else. Right. Nobody's paying attention anymore because it's the same old crap. You know, there's nothing imaginative right. coming out. And and the same same with, with Girth and the Turner Journal. I mean, they basically they don't do news anymore. They do their little hyper-predictable op-eds, and right. that's it. And it's like, yep. okay, well, look, we we know we know where this is done. And they've heard this before. There's nothing original coming out of the Courier Journal, and there's certainly not anything timely coming out of the Courier Journal. It's going to be smoked by the, yep. by the radio stations and the TV stations. But uh, you know, and inside of Louisville, smoking them, and it's getting hammered by everybody. So, you know, at some point, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's a predictable formula. Uh, it's a failing formula. It really is, you know. It's right. like, hey, yeah, okay, you've you got your, you know, career, you've got your, your staff, top ed writers, essentially, that want to mm-hmm. investigate And the paper's foundering. And nobody gives a crap. Nobody. Right. I mean, if you, I, I would invite people to do this. If you get on get on social media <laughs> and uh, just like their page. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't oh say this is terrible of me, but I do it. And you just go through, and they post their special offer, special offer, nine nine six right. for a week. And look at the responses, and the pe- the responses oh. that people hang on their on their wall is just incredible. It's like ninety nine right. cents. You ought to pay me, <laughs> useless rag. <laughs> it's just oh, like, absolutely. Now I have I have friends who actually. That's the I have friends. Right, it's a curious journal, right? I have friends who actually send me links to stories on there, um, actually daily. I'll get at least one story a day from these morons. And I will go ahead and read it. I admit that freely. Uh, but they won't ever get a dime on my money. They're not worth it. Um, you know. And most of the time, their stories are, are, are going to be somewhere else, too. So, uh, Which kind of brings me to this second one. Um, WDRB is reporting, and Courier Journal is, too. Let's be clear here. I don't want these son of a bitches freaking out because they didn't get mentioned. But, uh, you know, we had six officers indicted today on felony theft charges. And essentially what the charges are related to was they were working private security jobs while they were on the clock for their patrol shifts. Um, this is wrong in any category. It's theft uh, for sure. Uh, apparently this went on for about 11 months from January to November of 2018. Um, and even though there's not a, a dollar figure on how much we've actually screwed us out of, uh, allegedly, let's put that out there, uh, it is as much as $10,000. So, you know, these are felony charges. It's a work fraud scheme, to put it to put it mildly. It, it's a constant thing. Believe me, these ain't the first cops who have done this. 
Uh, there's been plenty of them through the years. It's been going on for a very long time. It's a way of life for LMPD. Um, you know, so apparently the Public Integrity Unit uh, has been investigating this for months um, when they found this behavior. Uh, one of the officers involved, the ringleader, if you will, that's my term, is Jackie Miller. Uh, of course, you know, this is the longest serving person in this. Jackie Miller has been on the force since November of 2008. All the other officers are essentially 2014 to 16, uh, with the exception of Juan Cortez Ornis. He's been there since 2009. But we look at all of these things. We look at all of these things going on, all right? And this is normal. I mean, especially during Christmas and peak season, a lot of these employers and stuff like that, you know, you see these officers in a lot of places, Cafe Press was one of them and a few others, where these officers are on the job um, at the private employer when they're on the clock for LMPD. I've seen it happen many times for many, many years. So this is the first time I've seen anybody charged with it. I don't expect it to be the last uh, but, you know, this is step by deception. And, of course, you've got racketeering involved in this, I guess. Apparently, Miller set up a private security company uh, and hired these guys through it while they were using their LMPD time to to do this. This is, this is very disturbing. Um, you know, it, it, it's definitely hard for the police department to sit here and bitch about needing more officers and more money when their officers aren't doing their job to begin with. Uh, now, I say that facetiously, folks. Most officers are doing their job, okay? But, you know, at the same time, when you see this go out there, you know, them getting cut $6 million is a very disturbing figure to me because we do need more police officers. But if we can't even control the ones we've got now, what is adding more to it going to do for us? Go ahead, Ed. Well, you know, I also get back to that uh, federal money thing they had a while back uh, for high crime areas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Officers, officers supposedly racking 120 hours a week or something like that. It's a little old in my memory, so I might be wrong there. But this has happened under Conrad, and it's happened again. And you got to wonder if these officers were pulling overtime. But, uh, yeah, it just once again, you got six officers on, on an entire force. Yeah, I'm sure it happens other places, but... I mean, hell, I've known officers that do security work on the weekends. They don't do it on the clock, and, you know, I certainly don't think they did. It's not not given the appearances of, of what they were doing, but, right. you know, I'm okay with that. And it's just, but, yeah, like you said, to do it on the clock, it's like if you knew, you, at that point, you wrote yourself in, you know, you punched yourself in, you logged in, whatever you did, you knew you were, you were stealing. And, well, that's, I agree. They ought, they, ought come, they ought to come down on them like a ton of bricks. Again, I don't care. If you're going you know, to do private security work and get you some folding money, knock yourself out. You know, whether it's a kid's party or a concert or a, a rod run, I don't care. You're a cop. You're, 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 you know, you're trained. Yeah, I'm glad to have you around. But, yeah, you're getting paid by, you know, you're not double dipping because that's, that is quintessential double dipping right there. <laughs> you know, they're going to get burned for it. They should. Right. But that is what I say. To me, that's, it's just like you, there's, there's no way this is, this is an innocent oversight because you, you literally, there's too many stages you had to go through to get to that point, you know, forming a company and everything. So they, they've got to just, they've got to drop the hammer on these, these cops and they got to do it, you know, and, and Conrad, 
All I can say about the whole thing is like, look, we've got the overtime scandal where supposedly mm-hmm. fart type cops were racking up 120 hours a week, which is well, that was actually tough. Metro Corrections. <laughs> but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, that was actually yeah, Metro yeah, Corrections. Yeah, but oh, no, but I get it. Oh, but, no, 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 that was the most recent one. I'm talking about one about a year ago or so. And, uh, oh, okay, cops. okay. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So got, you know, Metro Corrections, Metro Corrections, but these were other cops. You've got uh, the no, the confident, no, no confidence vote from the unions. You've got the right. child molestation matter going on that they tried to cover up, right. and they're actually going to kind of let it go because they resigned. Right. Uh, and now you've got this, and you've got the violence. You've got the underreported. Can we just get rid of Conrad already? I mean, what does it take? That's that's what's starting to gnaw at me. You got all these scandals. I mean, scandals. Any one would cost a normal mayor of a normal city. And a normal police chief, you're, you're out of here. Your child molestation, the crimes, the murder rates sky high. You're under-reporting, as, as Thomas McAdam pointed, pointed out, going all the way back to the, the Great Lawn and stuff and the bridges. Right. And just, you know, what? that's the question. That's where I'm getting. It's, almost, it's so damn frustrating. What does it take to get rid well, of Well, this, this was all this was all set up by Jerry Abramson. That sounds kind of weird, doesn't it? But saying, it's the truth. I, I know, I know. But I'm just saying, it's time I was a chief now. At what mm-hmm. point do we get rid of him? What point does Fisher grow a set? Does the Metro Council just stand up and make enough of a stink about it? Does the media make enough of a stink about it? The union make enough of a stink about it? How long do they keep this guy on? It, 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 that's what I'm saying. It, it's just mind-blowing. Yeah. And, and now you've got this, and it's been going on. Okay, well, you know, you did an investigation. Great. Um you, you know, as they would say in the NCAA, you have lack of institutional control. When are right. we going to get the Conrad and bring some hard ass in here to straighten things out, stand up for the officers, you know, the good ones, bust ass on the bad ones, and, and run it like it should be run? Because clearly it's not being run properly right now. I'll be quite honest with you. When you, when you finally start putting a Republican in the mayor's seat and start putting Republicans on the Metro Council, you'll see a change. I mean, this is a Democratic mafia, all right? They control the police chief, they control the narrative, and they're protecting themselves from other things. I firmly believe that. You know, and, and that's the way it works in this town. This is the dicks, the Democrats in charge. You know, and until we're willing to go down that road and people are finally going to wake up and say, hey, you know what, we've been listening to this shit for decades and decades and nothing's changed, maybe we need to change the players uh, in the game, then, then, you might, then you might see a difference. But until then, it's not going to happen because... You know, prior to Abramson, the police chief could be removed for cause. That was the only thing he could be removed for. But now they serve at the mercy of the mayor. So, you know, yeah. I think that there's plenty of cause for Steve Conrad to be facing a removal process right now. Uh, but the mayor, there, there's no removal process. The mayor says stay or go. You know, and that's the thing. So, you know, we need to protect the police chief from bullshit. I get that. We need We need to have a... You know, something in there like we had prior to Abramson where a police chief could be removed for cause. But, you know, but that is pure evidentiary cause, you know, not, it's not, a, not a political whim. And that's what kept everything going so well under Dodson. Um, you know, but they changed all of that. And for whatever reason, Fisher is protecting Conrad, maybe because Conrad's protecting Fisher. You know what I mean? We don't know for sure. But we know there's a lot going on behind the scenes. We know there's a lot going on that's continuing to get publicized. And, and you know, quite frankly... This could be a situation where, you know, I, I hate to say this, these six are not the only ones who have been stealing from us. 
They're not the only ones who have been stealing from us. Now, they're going to sit here and lie and say this isn't theft. They're going to sit here and lie and say this isn't theft. And then they're going to play the race card because this particular group perhaps will all be black. So because we're all black, they're going to say this is racism. That's what it's all about. It's just a race card. You can promise you that was going to come if it hasn't already. They'll play the race card on all this bullshit that evil little white Steve Conrad and evil little white Greg Fisher picking on a black man, but they'll re-elect somebody to take over for Fisher that's a white Democrat, or at least a Democrat. Uh, you know, so that that's a card that's going to be played. But, you know, in this particular case, this is the tip of the iceberg as far as I'm concerned. There will be more. And, you know, that's the disturbing well, thing about it. Hopefully, hopefully there will be more. I mean, you know, like you said, these are – I don't think these were the, the smartest and the sneakiest cops on the police force. and. And you know, to, oh well, you know. So they got this from somewhere else. This is this is probably something you know. And hopefully, hopefully, the the police department they've established uh, an MO. It's like, okay, well, let's go to the Secretary of State and see who's forming what little companies on the side, security right. companies, you know, in, in search. It's like, and let's see, you know, let's start going backwards from there because. I mean, if you're going to defraud the state, that's you know, it's it's stiff, stiff the taxpayers on. Hey, that's a pretty well documented way to do it. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. You're going to form a company and and do contract work and 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 stuff like that, and and you're going to it's all going to be legal with with paperwork. I mean, right. you know, come on. Yeah, I'm also wondering. I'm yeah. also wondering, too, we have this overtime crisis, right? Just freaking out about this overtime. I wonder how many yep. of these officers were actually getting paid overtime for the hours they were billing that they were working for somebody else. I mean, that, that could be interesting as well. Yeah. well that would yeah, yeah, inflate that, the numbers as well. That could definitely, you know, just on a purely dollars, dollars sense, you know, gotcha. cost for the overtime. You know, here, oh, wait, oh, look, there's the budget. There's your budget. Line, right, you know, right. Got a bunch of you know, you don't have to cut back. All you have to do is actually make sure people are at work when they're getting paid. But then there's the other, even if it's not overtime, even if it's showing up in, in regular, you know, in a regular full yard, no overtime kind of week. Uh, again, you know, we, we deal with crime in this city. Clearly the cops are doing something else, you know. So if, if they're not pulling overtime, which I tend to agree with you, I have a feeling that this is probably overtime. Uh, but that if it if it's not overtime or even if it is, it's you're spending you're spending the hours of this trained person doing some kind of security work and not doing police work. So right, right. Will murders will murders go up? Will will crime go up? Will crimes not? Well, it already has. You know, yeah. It's like as I'm saying, I will, you know, as Fisher saying, well, when we if we have to cut, you know, we don't get all the hours, we have to deny recruiting classes. Crime will go up. I'm like, I'm wondering, okay, in addition to the money. There's human man hours spent doing some sort of private work on the side that could have been spent looking for somebody's murderer. Well, that's it. That's exactly it. And you know, and we've got to start looking at this stuff. You know, I, um, I, I personally think there's a lot more to this story, and I also find it convenient as well. And you're going to say, why does he find it convenient? Well, quite frankly, you know, Greg Fisher once again is getting nailed for his derby spending, right? And at the same time that this is ratcheting up, okay, all of a sudden we have a dodge and deflect here. It seems like it's a constant thing where the mayor 
we'll, we'll get questioned for something serious like derby spending, or why are we not transparent, and all this other stuff. And then right out of the blue, something else will, will jump up to, to, to change the narrative on the news, switch the news cycle. This happens all the time. You know, it's not just with the city. It's with state and, and federal as well. You know, and, and I find the timing of this very interesting, too. This apparently had been going on from January to November of 2018. The investigation has taken months and months, apparently, right? And now all of a sudden, you know, it would start asking questions about the mayor once again to put heat on him. Oh, well, wait a minute. You know, let's switch over to the police. It's the police. Yeah, that's it. You know, so I, I don't know if part of this is, is the political thing, too. All I do know is this. That this is, when it comes to the derby spending by the mayor, we should all be insulted by this. There, there should be a lawsuit forcing him to disclose. Because quite frankly, um, you know, when you look at the derby, those tickets should be provided for free. That shouldn't cost the city anything. When you look at the Omni Hotel or wherever the hell he housed them all at, that should be provided for free. That shouldn't cost the city anything for the derby event. We were the ones paying for all of that, right? So, you know, I mean, you look at all these things in the big picture, and now all of a sudden the police are going to be the, the major focus uh, for the next week or two anyway, you know, and nobody's paying attention to that. Well, by then that story's dead, so let's move on to something else. So, you know, that's a pattern of behavior here as well. And, and I'm kind of getting sick of that. Well, I don't mean I'm kind of getting sick of it. I am fed up with it. Uh, you know, as everybody knows by now, I've actually taken a back set. I took, took a step back for a while. I haven't really been pushing as hard on, on, the, on the reporting into things as I was uh, two years ago. Um, and I've kind of enjoyed a little bit more peace in my life, to be honest with you. And, uh, but I think it's time to start ramping it up again and start going after all of this. Somebody's got to start reporting the truth here. And I think it's going to have to be me. It will be me. I ain't no thinking to it. Um, but this, this is disturbing about these officers being charged. I guarantee you there's a lot more than that. Hell, this was going on back in 2008 and 2009 is, is when I found it. Um, nobody wanted to do anything about it. Now, all of a sudden, they're going to pick these six people. And to be honest with you, these weren't the same six people in 2008 and 2009 that I discovered. So I know, I know it's widespread. And for the record, everybody who sits there thinking we're picking on police for working a second job, you're, you're an idiot. We are not picking on police for working a second job. I've worked two and three jobs most of my life, as has Mr. Martin. You know, we understand you have to work hard sometimes to get some pocket change to take care of your family. There's not an issue in the world, in my opinion, with a cop working a second job on his own time uh, for security. Personally, I think it's a great thing. I would rather have a cop doing security than a burn security guy, yeah. to be quite honest with you. But um, the fact that they're doing it while they're supposed to be doing the job that we're paying them to do is the problem here. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, and that's what I said. You know, like I said, you're a cop, you're trained. You're, you're 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 certified in every way, shape, or form to to provide security. You have arrest powers, so you know if I was going to do security for a private event, I would like you said, I would I wouldn't want some thug. I'd, I'd want you know, like the cop, bring a cop in, pay him well, you know, keep it under six hundred bucks, don't have supported taxes, whatever, <laughs> you know, if that's the way. Right, right. But yep. yeah, when they're, when they're on the clock and the city is is in. Supposedly dire straits. I say supposedly because you know, like you said, the mayor, mayor still has, you know. And I've been listening and reading on some of the some of the invoices for his guests that we don't get to hear about. And I'm just right. thinking, how in the hell, you know? It's, it's like not only not only are the guests, you know, I just want to go off on a tangent here, but not only are the guests uh, 
in question, like who were these people? It's like I'm thinking, what did you, you know, what kind of favors were you given? It one one local restaurant got spent. They spent fifteen, like thirteen or fifteen thousand dollars on it in this restaurant, and I'm like, you know, that's is that your friend? <laughs> Family. Yeah, because fifteen grand in a restaurant for a you know at any point in time during a weekend, you are greasing somebody, my friend. They, you know, I don't, I don't know. You're, you're counting on free meals throughout the rest of the year. Something fishy about that. I mean, because you have a bunch of right. people showing up, it'll okay. Well, they ought to spread it around. And I'm sorry if you're you're in town and, and you're you're staying on our dime everywhere else. It's some big executive for some company that's worth kissing ass for. Not by your damn food. I mean, come on. Oh yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah. You know, and, and these are supposed to be, and these are supposed to be business leaders, right, of other companies mm-hmm. they're trying to bring to Louisville. So all the all the all these people that he supposedly brought in, and I think there was only thirteen out of like a hundred. I don't know how many the doc total was, but you know, but these are supposed to be business leaders. So they've got business expense accounts, right? They're loaded. They don't. Yeah, they can't. Yeah, they can't afford to pay for their own meal. Of course, they can't afford to pay for their own meal. Of course not, because they never pay for anything, you know. And that's the problem. And we're putting a bill for that crap too, for businesses that we're not going to get here. And what's really fascinating is we have to do this because we want them to see how vibrant a city this is during the Derby. The Derby race is two minutes a year. Yeah. You have yeah. Derby week, okay? So you go out and you spend hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I got news for you. I've never seen so many sweet street sweepers and everything else within a mile of the track on either side that you could possibly imagine. I've never seen the Waterson Expressway look so good as it does the day before the Oaks. Never yeah. seen it look that good. So for 364 days a year, 363 depending on leap year, you know, this is what we have to deal with. But for two days a year, we're going we're gonna to make this place look great. So we're basically trying to sell a lie anyway. I, you know, I mean, it's just... It's just disgusting, um, you know. Yeah, so th- and, this whole you know, and, I, and I've done enough, and I've done enough business, and it's you know big and small. And fact of the matter right. is, it's like yes, do, do business people like the, the, the high rollers? Do they like having their ass kissed? Yes, absolutely. That's all it is. But, That's all it is. And but, Fisher but does too. But, but that, and, and only in some cases does that work, but not with big business. I can tell you, big business doesn't give a rat's ass because if they can uh-huh. get the right deal, they can get the right the right personnel, the right real estate deals. They could buy your weekend a thousand times over if they do their deal right. And right. you know, and, and so the, yeah, this this is laughable. It's Oh, we're going to come in and wine them and dine them. It's like, you know what? To me, that the biggest insult there is, is it's fine to smooth with some people, but to sit here and for the mayor to look at people, and I'm speaking to you as, as a business person, sit here and say, oh, well, you know, this is, this is how business is done. Okay, mm-hmm. if you believe that, if the mayor is saying that and you think he's talking to you, he is lying to you. He is basically sitting there, you know, he's a millionaire. He's supposed to be a successful businessman. He's basically saying, look, you people don't understand how business is done. Just sit your ass down, pay your taxes, and and let the rich people do what the rich people do. Business people, you know, you can't spend enough money smoozing them to make up for a good tax deal on some real estate or some, you know, or, or facilitate them by, 
of bringing in, you know, guaranteeing that they'll they'll run into no snags and that their 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 capital infrastructure, whatever buildings or whatever they're doing, will be built on schedule and get plenty of power and plenty of water, plenty of sewage, plenty of real estate. You know, that you'll set up training. Is it? And so many other things go into it. But to, to sit here and have him say, "Oh, well, you know, this is how business is done." You are a lying sack of monkey crap at that point. You oh, absolutely. Not have this. It's it's a game they play, you know, because it can be written off, and it's like <laughs> half the fun of it is the fact that you know you come in, you get comp by a city or something, you know, you get down, you don't pay taxes on it. <laughs> <laughs> like, Absolutely. You know, but 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 these people have so stinking much money, they don't they don't need to be smoothed, you know. It's like oh, they're staying at the Omni. Oh well, maybe right. I'll see it at the Omni. Did you happen to notice a fever jet they flew in on? And then you know, they don't need your money. They don't need your your feeble attempts at ass kissing. You become a joke when you think that's the game. So the people that's Absolutely. not how Ford Ford's not going to stand because the mayor takes them out to dinner or, or you know right. gets them some some derby tickets on a rainy dreary ass dirty derby day anyway. No, Ford's going to nope. do it because it's going to make dollars and cents. Well, see, there you go. Now, we've already talked about a corrupt mayor, corrupt police force. Now, we've got stories out about our corrupt judicial system. Yes, you heard me right. Kentucky's Cabinet for Health and Family Services, uh, they're the ones who provide the child protection services, CPS, to us. They have a practice of obtaining blank emergency custody orders that are pre-signed by judges. The social workers are actually filling out these emergency custody orders after they've been signed by a judge and are using these illegal orders to take custody of children from any parents who have come under investigation that they see fit to. No judge reviews these orders. No judge looks at the evidence used to justify taking the kids before signing them. Um, You talk about an illegal abuse of authority. Uh, I mean, th- this literally goes against every parent's rights, basic civil liberties. Uh, it's incredible. But the blank orders are coming from signatures from Jefferson District Court judges, and were being left at the home of the innocents on Market Street and filled in by cabinet workers. So apparently, if you're a, a CPS worker, you now have the right to remove children without a judge giving you that right because they're pre-signing these damn orders. Somebody explain to me how in the hell... This is going on in our fair and impartial judicial process. Go ahead, Ed. Uh, there is no explanation for it. Everybody involved should be terminated. I mean, basically what you're doing is you're, you're giving a social worker, uh, you know, maybe with four years' experience or whatever, and in, a, in a cabinet that's having a hard time hiring people anyway. So, you know, don't know what you're going to end up with there. But, yeah, you're giving a social worker all the power of the courts. So the courts, basically, when you go sign blank things, you basically, the judges are, are, are saying that they're not necessary. So, you know, judges got egos. But I'm sorry, for every judge to sign that, I'm going to look you straight in the eye and say, you are not necessary to the process. You are, you're nothing. Yeah, it replaced you. Well, yeah, and and and, and, and you're giving nothing. You are nothing. 
Well, and you're giving that authority to somebody who has no right to that authority yeah. when you're giving it to a CPS worker. And that's exactly what's going on well, here. I mean, zero, zero checks and balances. Absolutely. Zero checks and balances. Absolutely. And see, that's not the law. The law says there's supposed to be checks and balances. The law says you go in front of a judge and request that, and the judge makes a decision and signs off on an order. But a judge is signing orders without anything there. So if somebody wanted to say, assume I have kids under the age of 18. I don't. My kids are adults now, thank God. But but as soon as you know somebody says, oh, my neighbor has kids that are 10 years old, they make up any bullshit story they want to because they don't like the neighbor. CPS comes in. And they just take your kids based on that complaint, and they've got an order signed by a judge who never knew anything about it. So you lose your kids. Once you're yeah. in the system, it's a nightmare to get out of it, whether you're innocent or guilty or not. Well, especially, you know, especially once you're in the system, you're in the system. It's a nightmare. I mean, I think it's, it's beyond a nightmare because normally the checks and balances in the system, the judge is going to, you know, if they're doing it after, after the complaint is made to them, then there's going to be some, you know, some semblance of, of, of judges, you know, judge judicial discretion, judicial, uh, and so they're, they're going to be looking into that. At this point, you know, you look at a judge for relief. If you have your, your kid taken away, you look at a judge for relief. This judge, he or she, is coming in 100% and utterly clueless because they have no idea what they signed. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's well, it. If, if, if a social worker goes to the judge and said, look, these are circumstances I found, the judge is at least familiar with the case. When your case goes before the judge, you know, whose signature is on who's on the paperwork that just got your kid taken away, you know more about it than the judge thinks. That this is basically this is the, the first time he's seen this crap. So you're, you know, you, you have no chance. He, judge isn't, has no clue. Right. What's going on here? And that's not right. No, and we, we've seen all kinds of cases. We've seen all kinds of cases that have been public, you know, where families have had their kids taken away, you know, for no legitimate reason. I mean, you know, I, I know quite a few CPS workers. And trust me, there's a couple of them. I wouldn't want anywhere near my kids. I'll never tell them who it is. Let them figure it out. But, you know, the thing is, you know, this is a serious, serious problem here. I mean, you're essentially having kids illegally returned from their home. I mean, you know, it's almost like an Alien Gonzalez thing, isn't it? You know, you might as well take a SWAT team and catch a well, kid in a closet well, just take him from the house. Except, you know, well, I get it. Except, except that they went through a judge, so as bad well, as Well, yeah, but, but these people did, too. Was, as bad as Alien Gonzalez was, at least was the case was adjudicated, and, and it's not like... Yeah, well, we hope it was. I have my question. You know. So no, I know. Like, yeah. Well, I, here's a better example for you. This is the FISA court. This is the FISA court, the Steele dossier. A judge doesn't verify the evidence of anything. You go in and do whatever you want to do. He authorizes you to do what you want to do without verifying the evidence or anything else. So it's the Steele dossier. I mean, seriously. I, you know, it, it sounds kind of far-fetched, but it's the truth. We've gotten to the point now where... The judicial system is who you know, who you blow. Do I feel like working tonight? Do I feel like doing my job? You know, I mean, I mean, you're, you're talking about a situation where maybe, you know, uh, the social worker who was apparently involved in an after-hours thing decided they didn't feel like going to the judge's house, you know, or, or they didn't know how to use e-signatures. So they said, ah, screw it. We'll just use this blank one. And it's no big deal. I mean, that, they, they can only be described as either laziness 
you know, or, or something. I don't know. Laziness, callousness, something. But when you're talking about a, a CPS worker being involved in a decision whether to remove your child or not, that's what the legal system is for. And for these judges, it's to automatically give out these pre-signed orders filled out later. I mean, you know, we've got some instances where, you know, it's being reported that the social workers uh, would fill out the orders after the fact, right, uh, and things like that. They would just go ahead and take a, a blank removal order with them when they visit a family, take the kids with them, and then fill out the allegations and stuff later after they, after they found something that they wanted to find. So did they have enough evidence to get into that house in the first place? Probably not. Karen Faulkner, we've talked about her many times on this show. Uh, Karen Faulkner has run for, for a judge here in, in Jefferson County, uh, somebody I actually support highly. I think the world of Karen Faulkner. Uh, you know, but, you know, she's talking about how children are being illegally taken home uh, from their home without the judge's property authority with a blank order from a judge. And, you know, it's disturbing. This is one of the reasons Karen Faulkner should have been on the bench. Because I don't think she would allow something like this. But, you know, we look at these things. So here we've got a, a corrupt Democrat, you know, the dicks here in Louisville. We've got apparently a corrupt police department in many ways. We've got a corrupt judicial system. And people wonder why I'm so harsh against the Democrats in this town. And make no mistake about this. Every one of these judges will hear, sit here and talk about how their race is a nonpartisan race. Wink, wink. But every one of them are, are, are Democrats. The majority of these judges in this town are Democrats. They will tell you that privately. Publicly, they will tell you they're nonpartisan. But privately, at fundraisers and at public events, when they get you one-on-one, -on -one, they will tell you that they're a Democrat. I know, because I've had many of them tell me that when I was out doing all of this stuff. One of the reasons I quit going, I couldn't stand the lies. So I don't go to that many political functions anymore because I get sick of the lies and hypocrisy in the room. It just disgusts me. But we're looking at a situation from beginning to end that, that all comes down to pure corruption here in Louisville. And supposedly we have an FBI who is supposed to be here investigating all of this corruption. And yet we haven't seen one charge yet from them, have we? So what's really going on? That's my question. I don't know. Yeah. I don't either. But I do know this. Yeah. We're fast out of time, brother. The hour is about up. Why don't we go ahead and get into final thoughts, sir? You know, final thoughts is, I, I think it gets to a point in time when people need to start just just asking. And, and if it's asking the government, they're not going to do it. You gotta, you've got to ask people in the media and stuff, and you've got to make it known. As I said, at what point does Steve Conrad get let go? You know, when, and that's what the public has to ask themselves. When's it going to be enough? When's it going to be enough that the mayor talking uh, doom and gloom on closing pools and everything else and they spend in thirteen, fifteen thousand dollars at one restaurant, you know, not to mention the rest of the hundred and fifty, or or we have a, a police chief that, like I said, he he gets a no confidence vote from his union. He has child molestation, overtime scandal. Now he got another overtime scandal, murder rates out of control. Uh, you know, opioid at the epidemic that they don't should be able to scratch the surface on, uh, and we keep taking it. You know, we don't, we don't, we don't rail up against it. It's people, you know, whether it's scripted or something or not, people need to get a chant going or something. You know, it's like, look, the comrade's got to go or, or something. We've got to get together on some of these things like this and say, you know, this is this is enough. It, 
and, it, and like you say about the media, it's like they keep switching around. So, you know, okay, so Conrad had the child molestation thing. That doesn't mean a lot of fun anymore, even though they're up in court and stuff. But, you know, and, and then about time you forget about, you know, or they make you forget about it, and the media shifts you over to to something else, and then they'll shift you over to something else, like you said. The mayor starting to have to ask questions about, answer questions about his everything, and then, bam, here come these six officers, 11-month investigation, and by that time, everybody on the radio and everything else is saying, wow, look at how much money the mayor spent on these derby guests at these couple of restaurants, and yada, yada, yada. Boom, they hit us with this. And when you stay focused, and not forget what the last story was, or the story before that, or the story before that. And when you start looking at it like that, it starts adding up, and you start saying, what the hell, guys? And that's kind of where I'm at. It's like, what the hell, guys? <laughs> why, why is it? Why, why aren't we just? Why aren't the public and, and all of the media sitting there saying, "I think it's time." I think you know, Tom Red, he might be a nice guy in person and smooth talker on the at the press conferences, but this is. Are we tired of it yet? <laughs> it's like it's, it just makes sure you haven't forgot about the last load of crap we had to put up with and now we've already got this again it's just like every other week so people just need to you know take an inventory of how much the government's screwing up you know and it's in what areas they're screwing up and don't forget the last screw up just because there's a new screw up and start questioning why the hell don't we have change well you bring up some good points it's interesting you brought up uh the pedophile and the sex abuse because you know, one of the stories we didn't get to tonight um, was Kenny Betts, one of the officers who had been accused of abusing teens in the Explorer program. He was supposed to be sentenced. Uh, uh, the deal between Betts and the government called for him to serve 10 to 15 years. Uh, but Judge David Hale um, noted that the federal sentencing guidelines for Betts call for a sentence of 27 years. So Betts is... Um, hearing has been postponed until May the 23rd. Uh, what does that mean? I don't know. Does that mean that, that Hale is going to look and see if he can honor the, the deal that he made, or is he going to try to force him into 27 years, in which case they'll withdraw the deal and probably try to play for a little while longer? I don't know. Uh, the other part of that is one of the other officers involved in this, Officer Brandon Wood, uh, his, his sentence has been continued to May the 28th. Uh, the judge said that the prosecution and defense need to file some additional briefs before they can make a decision. Um, you know, all of these things add up. I mean, we, we've sat here and we've talked about corrupt cops. Uh, we've sat here and we've talked about the corrupt judicial system with the pre-signed orders. We've sat here and talked about the dicks, you know, the Democrats in charge and Greg Fisher and his lack of transparency. Uh, you know, all, all of these things continue adding up. And, and I'm trying to understand why the FBI that we've been working with for so long now or I've been working with uh, for so long now, has continued not to file any charges just behind me. Um, I am going to actually break one of my major rules right now for about five minutes. Uh, Paul was in the queue earlier wanting to get on air, and he got dropped somehow. And he's sitting there now. I actually want to be fair to Paul because he's a regular caller to the show. So, Paul, I'm going to give you a minute to say what's on your mind, buddy. Go ahead. Well, I Take care of another matter. But, Although you are going to have to down. But, but you yep. alluded to a phrase, federal sentencing guidelines. And 
I wanted to zero in on that for about a minute. If they're guidelines, it sounds to me that the judge has some discretion. So maybe there's something Absolutely. more going on with Absolutely. this NFS thing than what they're revealing right now. Okay, 27 years is a guideline. It's not mandatory. So uh, maybe that's a fair point. Maybe Betts is yeah. Maybe Betts is is working on giving somebody up, much like Tim Longmire did when it came to his corruption trial. Uh, he gave up a whole bunch of information and. Uh, at least two other people that were connected with him ended up getting convicted as well. So let's see how this all plays out. I, there, this may go much deeper. And you, you talked. I know uh, you talked about the six, uh, six cops yep. that were involved in the double, the yep. double dipping, working for somebody else in the city at the same time. Uh, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that that they uh, that they that they didn't have command uh, approval, if not overt, certainly tacit. And in fact, I think that well, that those six cops probably were emulating what they were seeing in the culture of the police department. What do you think? Oh, I think it's probably a real possibility. As a matter of fact, Officer yeah, Jackie Miller. Go ahead, Ed. I was going to say that's that's what I said. It's like these are not the uh, these are not the criminal masterminds. They're they're not the first ones to do this. So, you know, as far as that's forming right. a company and stuff, forming a company and stuff, and you know, somebody somewhere told them how it's done. Because I'm sorry, they they were just a little too overt about it. But I'm just going to go on and say it. They're probably not the sharpest tools in the shed. <laughs> Apparently not, you know, and, and one yeah, thing too. Apparently, apparently not. So I'm not thinking that these guys were were, were true criminal masterminds. Somebody else told them how right. you do it. Yeah, that that's that's very true. Now I will say this real quick. We've got we've got to go, but I will say this. Officer Jackie Miller, apparently the uh the ringleader, if you will, he's the one who put up the private security business and all the other stuff. He was also uh charged with tampering with evidence. So, you know, he's the only one that was charged with tampering with evidence, uh, at least from the initial reports I've seen. Uh, so if that's the case, you know, it very, very well could uh, reinforce what you said, Paul. Um, you know, if he's charged with tampering with evidence, then how many of these officers were under his control? Or, you know, was his boss allowing him to maybe, – maybe the evidence he was tampering with was fudging timesheets. You know, we don't know. But that is an interesting question. All right, thanks so much. we got to roll. Uh, yes, in the meantime, folks. We appreciate you being here, Mr. Martin. We'll see you next week. And oh, um, have a great week. Thank you, sir. Have a great week, folks. We appreciate you listening. Take care. God bless. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you.